Welcome to the first podcast from Alan Smith Sunday School class at Liberty Baptist Church in Chelsea, Alabama. I want to thank you for joining us, and we all look forward to getting back to church soon and seeing everyone. Please know that you are in Kathy and my prayers. I hope you're all doing well and coping with this coronavirus disturbance. I want you all to know that the one that holds this world together knows your circumstances, and this has not surprised our Lord and our Savior. Kathy and I do not do want you to reach out to us. If you do need anything, we'll stay in touch with all of you by phone or internet during this time. Please pray for each other, and don't forget to pray for our, our president, our vice president, and all of our elected officials, along with our medical personnel and the people who are keeping our facilities running. We'll open with prayer now. Dear Lord in heaven, we thank you for this day, and Lord, we thank you for this time, Lord. We do know, Lord, that you hold this world and you hold this earth. And Lord, you, you hold all of us in the palm of your hand. We thank you for loving us that much. We thank you for protecting us during this time. Lord, we ask you to put a hedge of protection around, Lord, the ones that are called yours. And Lord, help us to reach the ones that are not. Lord, help us today to glorify you with what we say and what we do, how we act, where we go, and Lord, who we contact with. Lord, use this podcast to further your kingdom. For it's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Today's lesson title is none other than at peace. And we're in Romans chapter 5. Please open your Bibles and let's study together. I'll read in just a few minutes. Finding peace during this coronavirus epidemic has left some of us a little frightened. We should be concerned for the things that will come to those that are lost. But we know that we can be at peace because we know who holds the world. We live with a basic understanding of cause and effect. The cause of the COVID virus is still unknown. We know it's very contagious and thus social gathering is not allowed. The effect is called social distancing. We can say the same thing about sin. Sin has an effect and so does faith in Jesus. Let's read our Bible verses. Again, we're in Romans 5. Let's read verses 1 and 2. The Bible says, Therefore we have been justified by faith. We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we also have access by faith into, his, into this grace in which we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. We've been declared righteous by faith. Because we have been justified. We have peace with God. And because we have peace with God, we can approach him by faith through his son, Jesus Christ. Our peace with God is not dependent on us, but it's through our Lord Jesus Christ. And this access to God enables us to stand firm through the trials and the tribulations such as today. He says rejoice. Rejoice in serious times as these. We can rejoice even now in our problems because we know God will use them to produce a proven character within us. Paul reminds us that the peace of God will protect us because the God of peace will be with us. That's Philippians 4, 7, and 9. Paul also tells us the benefits of justification. Number one is to be have peace with God. Number two is access to grace. And number three is our hope of glory. And we know this hope will not disappoint us. We believers have firm footing when we stand in God's grace. 
verses 3 and 4 says this, And not only that, but also we also glory in tribulations, knowing that tribulation produces perseverance, and perseverance character, and character hope. God often uses our afflictions to shape our character in his image. Tribulations are unpleasant, but they're not, they do not define us. These difficulties help us in our personal growth, thus resulting in perseverance, and trials result in our character looking more and more like our Lord's. This proven character produces in us our patient endurance, and thus we shine when we're experiencing suffering. In other words, the pressures of this world do not break us. And God uses them to transform us into the image of his son, thus allowing the Holy Spirit to change our outlook on everything. Verse 5 says this, Now hope does not disappoint, because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit, who was given to us. This hope is a confidence expectation that God will act to bring completion what he began in Christ. The hope of the glory of God will not let us down. Because of our rights, right standing before God, based on Jesus' atoning sacrifice for our sins, we have peace and hope that will weather all of life's storms. As we experience God's love more fully and are filled with hope and the assurance that he is working all things good for those who love, who love him and are called according to his purpose, Romans 8, 28. This hope and this confidence cannot be explained apart from the presence of the living Lord. So I have a question for you. Are you able to see the difficulties as opportunities or only as obstacles to your own happiness? This I do know. When faced with trials, just remember what Christ has done for us on the cross. Verse 6 through 8 says this. For when we were still without strength, in due time Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die. Yet perhaps for a good man someone would even dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love toward us that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. That's hard to believe, and we need to take that into, and let's break that apart with what, what they're saying here in the Bible. So, when we were still sinners without strength, it says in due time Christ died for the ungodly. While we were helpless, ungodly, at the right time Christ Jesus' death came, at the time designated by the Father, and thus it was the right time. God's love is not only in the past, but is now and forever. God's timing is always perfect. And when the sky opens and Jesus calls us home, his timing will again be perfect. But know this, Jesus died for people who ignored him, who turned against him, and who killed him. We, we find it challenging to love people who are unkind or even talk about us much less would we die for them. What we see is God's love on display 
on the cross for the whole world to see and for and Christ accepted this death on the cross for people who were unworthy. He was an example, our example. Christ died for us. Christ died for us sinners. Verses 9 through 11 says this, But much more then, having now been justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him, for if when we were enemies we were reconciled to God through the death of his son, much more having been reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. And not only that, but we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received reconciliation. God's wrath from which we are saved is from the final judgment against sin and against evil. Christ will appear a second time, not to bear sin, but to bring salvation to those who are waiting for him. Hebrews 9, 28. Instead of divine judgment, Christ's blood on the cross made it possible for fallen humanity to be reconciled to him. Praise God. We are no longer God's enemies and we have been saved from his wrath. Jesus died for us, but he also lives within us. This reconciliation happened at God's initiative, and thus God is actively pursuing reconciliation with the world through Christ Jesus. Reconciliation occurs when a hostile relationship is exchanged for a peaceful one. Galatians 3.13 says, Justification brings the believer into a relationship of peace and favor with God. This justification describes God's work in declaring righteous those who have faith in Jesus. Our status has changed from the enemy of God to the child of God. By his life, we, he, by his life, he gives us a life that allows us to overcome the power of sin in our daily lives. We share this new life made available to us through the work of Christ. So another question that needs to come. Do you have a right relationship with God? Now is the time. And I want to go ahead and say verses 12 through 21. I would like to read them. But I want you to understand as we read them real quick. That it says three times this is a free gift. And three times it says the word gift besides that. Verses 12 through 21 says, Therefore, just as through one man centered in the world and death through sin, and thus death spread to all men, because all sinned. For until the law, sin was in the world, but sin is not imputed when there was no law. Nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over those who had not sinned, according to the likeness of the transgression of Adam, who is a type of him who was to have come. But the free gift, not like the offense, for it is by one man's offense many died, much more the grace of God and the gift by the grace of one man, Jesus Christ, abounded to many. And the gift is not like that which came through one who sinned, for the judgment which came from one offense resulted in condemnation. But the free gift which came from many offenses resulted in justification. For if by the one man's offense death reigned through the one, much more those who receive abundance of grace and the gift of Righteousness will reign in the light through one Jesus Christ. 
Therefore, as through one man's offense, judgment came to all men, resulting in condemnation. Even so, through one man's righteousness act, the free gift came to all men, resulting in justification of life. For by one man's disobedience, many were made sinners. So also by one man's obedience, many will be made righteous. Moreover, the law entered that the offense might abound. But where the sin abounded, grace abounded much more. So that as sin reigneth in death, even so grace might reign through righteousness to eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. What do we have to learn from this? Verse 12 talks about something called death entered through sin. Verse 15 says free gift, a gift by the grace. Verse 16 says gift, the free gift by justification. Verse 17 says the gift of righteousness. Verse 18 says free gift to all men. Sin reigneth in death. Grace reigned through righteousness to eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. What Jesus took from us is God's wrath. And what he gave us, the free gift, is a right standing with God forever. We've been justified. We've been reconciled to God. Christ is alive and grants us power to live differently from the world. That closes this session. Please contact us with prayer requests and any other needs you might have. And we look forward to hearing from you soon. We love you in the Christ.